0: You're listening to The Daily Sweat Podcast, where we are all about doing something that makes you sweat every single day. What's up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Sweat Podcast. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. My name's Ariana, and I'm your host. And I am super, super pumped that you are here and hanging out with us today. Today we're talking about a topic that I have wanted to talk about for a really, really, really long time. And I've started to talk a little bit about this here and there on the old Instagrams, and anytime I talk about money... From a business perspective, I get tons of comments, tons of DMs. They're always my most engaged stories. And it's something that I think those of us who are business owners within the heart centered spaces so, you know, health coaches, life coaches, fitness coaches, energy workers, things like that this is a topic that we really, really need to bring to light. And it's the topic of having a tattered relationship with money. Maybe your relationship even goes beyond tattered. Maybe it's a full on toxic relationship. And this becomes a problem because when our relationship with money is in an unhealthy space, wherever we fall on that spectrum, whether it's simply unhealthy or it's all the way to like toxic, abusive, all of those kinds of things. When we have that kind of a relationship with money and we are business owners, it impacts our ability to serve the people who actually need us, whether we realize it or not. All of the money hangups that we have, all of the beliefs, all of the blocks, whatever you want to call it about money, those are subconsciously driving the way you show up in your business, which then impacts your ability to serve your ideal clients. I know this because I've experienced this in my own life. I know it because I see it in the clients who I work with and I know it because it's something that I have done lots and lots and lots of study around over the last few years and everybody from entrepreneurs to corporate executives to just regular people who have jobs but still have all of these hangups around money, I have seen them present in all of the different educational and teaching opportunities that I've made myself a part of and it really goes to show that money struggles are something that pretty much every single person deals with in some way, shape, or form. And so what I want to do today is I want to talk about this from an entrepreneurial standpoint, especially entrepreneurs who are in those more heart-centered spaces. And I want to take a little dive into how this could show up in your life if you do have some money blocks. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing the term money block, which, like, let's be real, it's probably not because I feel like everyone on Instagram these days is like, We got to work through your money blocks. So this is probably not your first time hearing this, but in case it is, we're going to go over a few things to look for a few ways that your, relationship with money, how that could be affecting your business, and it might be showing up in ways that you don't actually know can be traced back to your money mindset. So we're going to go over what to look for, and we're also going to go over what you can actually do about it. I'm going to share some of the strategies that I have used within my own life to heal my relationship with money, and let's be real, it's an ongoing process, but I have made huge leaps and bounds from where I was when I first started five years ago. And these are also tools that I use with my clients to really help them own their worth, own their ability to help their clients to not allow negotiations or things like that or whatever it may be. So we're just going to dive right in and let's start with things to look for. How your money mindset could be impacting your business. And a really big one is the problem of undercharging. So this could look like cutting your prices in order to you know, get the clients that you're looking for. Maybe you're having a hard time bringing clients into your business. So you think the logical thing to do is to slash your prices down so that people are drawn in by that deal. So this undercharging might look like you know, having a price and then cutting it down lower because you're struggling getting clients at that price. So you think it must only be the price and that you got to charge lower because you wouldn't charge this much for your service. So why would other people? This can also show up as allowing negotiations. So you tell a client what your rate is and they say, mm, actually, I'd rather pay this. And then you're like, actually, you know what? Let's go 10 bucks below that. No problem. Maybe you don't take it that far. But negotiating is something that I see a lot of my clients dealing with. And it might also look like charging well below industry norms. So maybe you're not even starting your prices at that higher level and then cutting them down. Maybe you're looking at what other people in your industry are charging and you're thinking, well, no one's going to pay me that. I wouldn't pay that. So I'm not going to charge that much. I have clients who at one point were charging $20 for a coaching session with them. And these really, really low prices do not work over the long term if they work at all. What ends up happening is that, you know, if you're, let's say you're a life coach and you're charging 20 bucks for a life coaching session. If you want to make $100 in a day, that's five coaching sessions in a day. So if you make $100 a day, that's $400 a week, you're making like about $1,800 a month off of what is it? 25 coaching sessions a week. That's a lot of work, a lot of energy, a lot of people you're serving and not a lot of money coming back in. And what ends up happening is that you feel like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You're working all of the time. You're doing so much for people and yet you're not seeing that reflected in your bank account. And it is not all about the money. We know that. We know if we were in these businesses for the money, we would have probably gone a different route. But the fact of the matter is, is that you still need to make a living. You still need to pay your bills and you still have every right to enjoy financial abundance and go out and do things with your money. I had a friend who is a teacher and here in British Columbia, where I live, there's been a really long ongoing battle between the BC Teachers Federation and the provincial government because teachers feel like they are not being compensated properly for the work that they're doing. And I wholeheartedly agree. You know, teachers play such a pivotal role in our children's growth and development. They are essentially like raising the next generation for six to eight hours a day, five days a week. And so we were talking about this, and she had mentioned that you know, some of the teachers were feeling like they shouldn't ask for more money. It was the same kind of thing that a lot of these heart-centered entrepreneurs that I work with uh, feel like. And her belief was that just because I'm doing work that is impactful and making a difference in somebody's life doesn't mean that I should have to make less than somebody who works a corporate job. And when she said that, it was kind of a light bulb moment for me too, because I was still in a state where I believed that in my business, I should only make enough to just pay my bills and to like, just have a little bit of extra space in my bank account for some fun stuff in life. I didn't think that I should be able to have this wildly abundant life because of the work that I was doing. So that was a really big light bulb moment for me. Another way our tattered relationship with money can show up in our businesses is that it can make us afraid to actually look at our financials, to deal with those numbers that are a really important part of running a business. I have been pretty open and transparent about this, but I racked up quite a bit of debt in my first few years of running a business. This was for a few reasons, one of them being that I really trusted in my vision and I knew that the debt that I was accumulating in those early years to keep my business going and everything like that, it it was going to end up being paid off. Maybe not right away, but it would get paid off as it is. And part of that was because I made a few really, really big investments in my business that I was hoping would move me forward. They didn't so much, but they were good lessons. That's another story for another day. But In any event, I accumulated quite a big pile of debt and I went through a phase where I was just so anxiety ridden about this debt that I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to look at my credit card statements. I didn't want to look at how much money I owed or how much I was paying in interest. And that actually ended up causing me to accumulate more debt because I had a lot of monthly automatic subscription payments for different tools and things that I use in my business. And so I wasn't staying on top of when those payments were coming out. So I wasn't paying them on time. So I was being charged more interest and the debt was growing and growing. And it was like a snowball. The higher my debt got, the more fearful I became of looking at it. So I will share, don't worry, how I managed to get over that fear. But I know I'm not the only one in this. I have a lot of friends who are business owners who don't look at their monthly financials. They don't know how much money is coming in each month and they don't know where their money is going. And Knowing those two things, how much you are earning and how much you are spending are like the basis of your business, not the work that you do with your clients, not the impact that you make, but the basis of your actual business. We got to know what's coming in and what's going out so we can figure out what to do with our money so that we can keep growing the business because we need to spend money to make money. Someone's probably going to argue me on that and you you can argue me and let's have a healthy discussion about that but I really do believe that it takes money to earn money. Another way our money mindset can negatively impact our businesses is to just feel icky talking about money in general and this is something that I recently had to work through. I as I said, you know, I had a very unhealthy relationship with money for quite a few years and once I started to heal that relationship, <clears throat> excuse me, I was feeling really good about it, but I didn't want to talk about it still. I felt weird talking about money because I felt like it was something that was like a taboo topic still. Even though I felt comfortable earning more money and charging what I felt my services were worth, I was hesitant to actually speak about money openly because I didn't want people to think that I was just in it for the money. I will say as a side note, if you hear my dog barking right now, I do apologize. There are people hanging outside our windows, washing the windows right now. So she might start going a little crazy. Um, so yeah, feeling icky talking about money, whether that's with your friends, whether that is, you know, talking with other entrepreneurs and Part of why this is problematic is that once we actually start opening up these conversations with one another, it starts to destigmatize things and it also shows us that we're not alone. Because if you do have an unhealthy relationship with money and you're not talking to anybody about it, you're probably sitting there feeling as though you're the only one who is experiencing this thing. You might be feeling like you are steps behind everybody and everyone's got this money thing figured out and you're over here kind of floundering and trying to get your head above water, feeling like you're always one step behind. But as we know, when we share our experiences with other people and we become more vulnerable, we learn that we're not alone. And it gives us an opportunity to start to remove that shame around our experiences. And once that shame is gone, then it allows us to actually take action to improve our circumstances. So while it's maybe not directly impacting your business, The feelings of shame or those feelings of ickiness around talking about money are definitely directly impacting your business because they are impacting your mindset. Accumulating debt is also another sign of a potentially unhealthy relationship with money. Not always, because, like I said, you know, if you've taken out a loan to get further ahead in your business or things like that, that isn't necessarily indicative of a tattered relationship with money. But My case with debt, it was kind of like a two-parter. So yes, I did take on that debt strategically so that I could build my business more and also like not really change my lifestyle. I wanted to like still go to Whole Foods and go out for nice dinners and I did triathlons and triathlons are expensive and so I needed to borrow some money to pay for them while I was building my business. But there was also that fear around looking at my money. So it was still that negative relationship with money that contributed to my debt. And as I kind of alluded to before, um, when we are undercharging and when we're feeling like we're running around all the time and working all the time and yet we're not making any money, over time that leads to burnout. Many things lead to burnout. Working all of the time in general probably could lead to burnout if you don't have some healthy boundaries. But especially if you feel like you're not properly being compensated, whether that is from a financial exchange or from an energetic exchange, it can lead you to question why you are doing the work that you're doing. So to give you some context around this, just to show you, this is, I'm going to share how it showed up in my life. Um, For no reason beyond if it's something that you're experiencing too, for you to know that you're not alone. So growing up, um, my family never went without. We didn't have a ton of money, but I always had what I needed. We had food on the table, things like that. But money was always a source of um, disagreements between my parents. And I wouldn't even necessarily say disagreements, but they were just always arguing. And I remember being like, three or four years old and trying to break up a fight between my parents because they were arguing about money. There was always talk about debt and there was always talk about not having enough money. So even though, Like as a child, I was very entrepreneurial. I made money selling lemonade. I made money selling coffee at garage sales. I would go wash the walls at the family restaurant and ask to be paid. I would organize straws. I had a lot of ways to bring in money when I was younger. So even though I was in a place of being financially abundant, I was subconsciously absorbing all of these beliefs about there's not enough money. We're not made of money. We're never going to be rich. All of those kinds of things. And as I grew older, again, my abundance continued because I worked in restaurants, I worked in bars, I was making really good money for my age and for what I was doing with all the tips and stuff. And it wasn't really until I started my business and when I started to reduce my hours at my job job so that I could grow my business when I started to experience what it actually felt like to not have the money available to really do whatever it was that you wanted. And it was that experience of being aware of what it actually felt like to want to buy something and to not have the funds available for it, that triggered all of those subconscious beliefs that I had around money. Those feelings of, I don't have enough. Where's the next dollar coming from? Am I going to be able to pay my rent this month? Those spirals that we can really get ourselves into. And it became more and more and more intense over the years, and especially because the the reason i got into business was not to make an income. like obviously i wanted to make an income but like i was making really good money doing what i was doing before. it wasn't just about the money for me as i'm sure many of you who are listening can relate. you know, lots of people who are entrepreneurial by nature, they they start a business and they make some money, maybe they sell the business and then they move on to the next one. For a lot of us, we get into this because we are passionate about the work that we do. And we're passionate about serving people and facilitating transformations. And that's where I was at. And so I had all of these weird subconscious beliefs about money starting to bubble up. And at the same time, I started to feel really worried about charging too much or asking for a sale or following up with clients because I didn't want people to think that I was in it just for the money. It was like the more fearful I, came, I became around money, the more experiences of lack that I felt, the more fearful I felt around actually earning money. It was a really, really weird dichotomy for me. And, you know, I would have say my mom would want to send me an extra $100 just to say, hey, you're doing a great job. Or if Jordan would want to take me out for dinner or buy something for me, I started to notice I was having a really difficult time accepting that. It was like I wanted so desperately for somebody to say, here's a bunch of money, get yourself out of this situation. But at the same time, I felt like I was physically and emotionally unable to receive that money that was being given to me. So, super, super, super weird, conflicting, paradoxical situation I found myself in. And I definitely had my own experiences of burnout. You know, I was in that state of running around doing all of the things, working 60 hours a week, and not really having anything financial to show for it, and also not feeling respected energetically by a lot of my clients. I had clients paying me anywhere from $30 an hour to $70 an hour. And I will tell you that my clients that were paying me $30 an hour ended up being the ones who were the most work. And this is something that you will usually find. I don't know why it is. I don't know why when we pay less, we expect more, but they were the clients who would get confrontational in sessions and say, well, I'm not going to do that. Why are you making me do this? I want more of this, or this is not going to help me reach my goals. And, you know, sometimes when you're really frustrated in my mind, I just want to be like, well, then go work with somebody else. But, you know, you have to maintain your composure. So I'm trying to deal with these situations and not be a jerk about them. Um, But then because I was also constantly in this place of lack, I always felt like I needed to be doing something to bring in more money. So I was always trying to look up like the next marketing thing or learn the next um, Facebook ads thing or make this new program that was going to help me earn more money. And so I was just constantly spinning my wheels, spinning my wheels, training clients all the time and not seeing any of that be reflected in my bank account and not feel respected by the majority of my clients. Thankfully, I had a few that were amazing that kept me going, but overall, I didn't really feel like I was... In a business that I loved. So, you know, I did a number of things to heal my relationship with money. As I said before, it's an ongoing process, and I will dive into some of these things more deeply. But what really worked for me was a lot of the belief work, which I will share with you in uncovering what my beliefs around money were, where they stemmed from, and what do I do to rewrite those beliefs. What also helped me was doing some kind of more weird woo-woo stuff. So I did a lot of emotional freedom technique. Um, So we also know, know that as EFT, tapping. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go and Google it. You can do it for like improving any area of your life, essentially. But basically what it is, is you tap all over your face and on your hand and on your collarbone, and it's supposed to stimulate various acupressure points. And you repeat these different sentences to yourself as you do it. And it's supposed to change your frequency around a particular situation. So, You know, I always say with all the woo-woo stuff, like I totally believe it, but I don't know if it's the actual technique itself that I believe in or just the power of our intention and our energy behind that. So if tapping intrigues you, go check it out. Um, There's a guy I love. If you look up Tap with Brad or Tapping with Brad on YouTube, his name is Brad Yates. Um, He's super geeky, but he's really, really awesome. And I did like a two-day workshop with him in person and it was absolutely amazing. So he's got some really good stuff on YouTube. Um, But also just sharing in my experiences with other people. And I will say that I had to be very selective with who I chose to talk about my money issues with, because there's a difference between sharing your experiences with people who are going to hold space, but then also be like, okay, so now what are you going to do about this? And sharing your experiences with people who are just going to get into a big bitch fest about how much life sucks. And the latter, as you can imagine, is not productive. So I didn't want to hang out, not even hang out, but I didn't want to bring money into the conversation with those kinds of people who I felt would be like, oh yeah, debt sucks. Life is hard because it's not motivating. It's not inspiring. So I would talk to other business owners who I trusted, who were also like, oh yeah, I know what you mean. So how do we get ourselves out of this? very, very big distinction there. Your environment really can dictate which path you end up going down. So let's go into like the nitty gritty details here. What are we actually going to do? If you've listened to this and it's resonating and you're like, holy shit, I got some money stuff that I need to heal. What are we going to do about it? The first one is to really get clear on what your relationship with money is. And one of my favorite ways to do this is to set a timer for 15 minutes and just start to stream of consciousness and write all of your beliefs, all of your emotions, and all of your experiences around money. You might start with some really surface level stuff like money is essential to live. Money is important. Money is something that I don't have. But as you keep writing, and that's why it's important to set the timer and to like try and write for that whole time, because as you start to write, you're going to cut through all the surface BS and you're going to start to get to your core beliefs about money. So things that came up for me is that there's never going to be enough. I'm never going to be rich. I'm never going to live a wealthy life. People are going to think poorly of me if I earn a lot of money. Only bad people earn money. And as you can see, if those are the subconscious beliefs that are driving my life around money, of course I'm not going to have a lot of money. If I believe that I'm going to be a shitty person, or if I believe that it's not actually possible for me to have money, Why am I going to have money? I'm going to find ways to subconsciously sabotage myself, like cut my prices, bring on clients who are only willing to pay me $30 an hour, not follow up with somebody, not accept money from someone who wants to just give me money. I could start to see a very direct correlation between my beliefs about money and the results that were in my life. So the next step of this, this is still part one. So it's like part one B is to look at what beliefs need healing. Maybe there are some positive beliefs around money. Cool. Those don't need to be healed. We got to find ways to amplify those beliefs. But what about the beliefs? Like I'll never be rich or I'm a bad person for wanting money. What do we do about those? And, in terms of how you go to heal those beliefs or rewrite those beliefs, there are different things here. So maybe this is a therapy thing. Maybe there's actually a very traumatic experience around money that you had when you were younger. And you want like a professional therapist or somebody who specializes within this realm to help you work through that. Maybe you want to find a coach. Maybe you simply want someone to probe you and ask you the powerful questions that are going to help you get to the root of that belief and help you figure out how to rewrite it. Or maybe this is something that you can work on on your own. So things that have helped me is to write out what my current beliefs are. So I've done all my journaling. I've made note of the beliefs that are definitely not serving me. And on the left side of a piece of paper, I'll write down those beliefs And then on the right side of a piece of paper, I'll write down what I want those beliefs to be. So let's say my current belief is I'm a bad person for wanting money. And the new belief that I want to have is my desire for more financial abundance does not make me a bad person. And so I look at those two beliefs And then I try to figure out what do I need to do to close that gap? Like, how do I get from this negative belief to this more positive belief? What actions can I take? What mindset shifts do I need to make? What energy do I need to shift? How can I bring myself closer to that? Something else that can be helpful is to look at those beliefs and say, is this my belief or is this a belief from somebody else? And You know, more often than not, these are beliefs that we picked up from childhood. These are beliefs that we heard people talking about that. So they were statements that we heard people saying, and we kind of absorbed them as our own beliefs when we're children, because when we're children, we're sponges and we pick up basically everything and root it down into our subconscious minds. So ask yourself, are these my beliefs or are they somebody else's? And what do you need to do to eliminate that belief if it is somebody else's? Again, there's some kind of like weird energetic stuff that you can do, whether that's around cord cutting, like emotional cord cutting. Um, Maybe it's simply recognizing that that is not your belief and slowly giving yourself permission to remove that belief from your life. Next, we're going to start to get a little bit tactical around our money. If you're a business owner, and even if you're not, it's time to start being a boss about your finances. Look at your financials every month, every week, or even every single day. That was what I had to start doing. I started to look at that number that I had in debt every single day. Every morning after I did my meditation and I did my journaling and my tapping and whatever other weird thing I was doing at the time, I would then go in and look at the previous day's financial transactions. Did anything come in? Did anything go out? How much debt do I have? And the more I looked at that number on my visa statement, the less emotionality there was that was charged behind it. The more I faced that fear, the less afraid of it I became until it was just a number and once it was just a number, it allowed me to start to think about what I could do about it rather than being in a fearful state and throwing whatever money I had left in my checking account on my credit card only to leave me with nothing. So that I would need to use my credit card again until I got paid again. I was able to take a logical approach at beginning to pay down my debt. So be a boss about your finances. Look at your money. I really cannot stress that enough. Next, I would really encourage you to push yourself financially in low stakes environments. So if you feel like you're undercharging, can you bump your rates up just a little bit? I'm not going to tell you to go from charging 50 bucks an hour for your nutrition services to 150 bucks an hour. You know, some people will say things like that. And I believe that If you really aren't feeling aligned with the price that you're charging, you're still going to feel icky about it. You're still going to feel like a fraud. You're going to feel like a loser because why are you charging this much? Because no one's going to pay you. So energetically, you're still going to push away that abundance. But if you're charging 50 bucks an hour, can you get an alignment with $55 an hour? Can you feel comfortable with just that little extra jump? And then if so, the next time somebody comes on, can you bump it up to $60 an hour and gradually start to work your way up? I also really want you to allow yourself to dream about having more money Yes. When we talk about our businesses and the impact that we want to make and the number of people that we want to serve, there's so many beautiful things that can come from that. And business success is measured by so much more than simply financial success. But what I often find is that when I ask people, what do you really want out of your business? It's always about the impact that they want to make, which is great. But They're not mentioning anything about what they want their lives to be like with this big, beautiful, impactful business. They're not allowing themselves to dream about what it could like if they also got nice and wealthy from their businesses. They don't talk about, you know, maybe the trips that they could take or the ability to hire a team that gives them a little bit more time freedom and then also allows them to support the livelihood of somebody else. It's always just about how they're serving their clients and the difference that they're making in the world. So I would really encourage you to just give yourself that permission to dream about what it could be like to have more money and how good that could feel. But also know that those good feelings, those positive states are available to you without that money. And the more you can find ways to put yourself in those states now, the more you will attract that money in the future. And finally, I want you to remember your values. So if you've made it this far, I'm willing to make an assumption that you're probably a pretty decent person, if not more than a little decent. I feel like you've probably got a really big heart and you're here to make a difference. And money in and of itself does not make a person shitty. There are shitty rich people and there are shitty poor people. Money does not really dictate how somebody ends up showing up. It just amplifies what is already present in them. So if we've got a guy who's a little bit of a pompous asshole, and then we give him a whole whack load of money, he's probably going to be a really big pompous asshole. More often than not, it's not the actual money that made a person a bad person. They just had tendencies already that are now just being highlighted because they have more money to, like, flash around their douchiness or whatever it may be. So... I hope that this was helpful, and you know, I'm sure that this is not one of those things where you're listening and you're like, oh, Ariana said it's okay for me to earn money, so now my entire relationship with money is improved. I'm not expecting that. But what I really hope that your investment in listening to this has done for you is that it's given you some starting points for where you can begin this journey of healing your relationship with money, because really, money is... It's just energy. It's just, if we want to really be straight up, it's this like fake thing on pieces of paper that we've printed and ones and zeros and whatever other numbers they use on the computer and it like gets transferred through space and it's not actually like a physical thing. Like we don't actually have like gold, what we do, but we don't really pay in a lot of physical money anymore. It's mostly this kind of pretend internet thing. So... You know, if we can just start to shift how we feel about that and we can remove some of the emotionality around it this belief that oh I don't have any so I am I'm a sad person, I'm a bad person and similarly, if I had more money, I would be a bad person or I would be more happy and I can't be happy until I have that money. If we can just start to, you know, look at money for what it is as just this kind of energetic thing, shift our energetics around it, we can then put ourselves in a space to actually be like, okay, so what do I do to improve this relationship and how do I call in more of this money in my life because girls has got to eat, girl wants to buy herself a new pair of Lulus and girl has a difference to make in the world and it's a lot easier to make a difference when you've got the money behind your business. So I would love to hear your thoughts about this. Let's open up the conversation in the DMs. Come find me on Instagram at Ariana Fotonakis. I will put my IG handle in the show notes because I do not have the most Instagrammable name. And yeah, let me know, like, what are your thoughts around this? Are you a heart centered entrepreneur who is struggling with the financial side of things because you feel like you shouldn't be earning money? Or on the flip side, are you like, girl, this is not a problem for me. Love money. Love talking about it. I want to hear from both of you because I feel like, again, the more we learn from one another's experiences, the more equipped we are to help other people. So come hit me up. Let's start the conversation. As always, I am so appreciative of your time and your energy and for allowing me to hang out in between your ears. I'll be back with you next week with another great interview here on the Daily Sweat Podcast. Have an amazing day.